Hello and welcome back. We are live from Detroit for another podcast episode. I'm Jen. And I am Earl. And uh, we are here to discuss different cannabis topics to educate and learn together um, about a well-balanced point of view about cannabis. Right. Yeah, so we talk on a whole bunch of different subjects. We go from current events, history, business, science, just everything in between. And we get into some advocacy. Yep. Um, it's very important to be an advocate if you're in, in this industry. Uh, we also get into some do-it-yourself stuff. Yep. Um, some growing stuff, some tincture stuff. And then we get a little bit of politics. Just a tiny bit. We try to keep oh, it a little God. light. It only takes so much politics here. So, yeah, but you're going to yeah. have to get a little bit. Um, also, if you have a topic that you want us to discuss or you have questions about, go ahead and message us. You can direct message me on Facebook, Jen O'Day, O apostrophe D-E-A. You can also direct message Oney or our other Facebook page, G3 Omni. And all of those will come to me, and we'd love to hear from you guys. If you want to learn something new, let us know. We want to teach you. True, true, true. So I think we got a lot to talk about today. We do, we do. Um, I think we're going to first get into some current events. Yeah. Um, some things that kind of stuck out to us in the last week um, within the news. And my study, uh, or my story per se, yeah. uh, comes from Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Um, we are from Detroit, we are from Michigan, we do try to keep it local, um, but we also try to bring in some national and yeah. some uh, global um, news as well. But in uh, Massachusetts, there's a technology company that came out with a program um, that's gonna allow those who have been impacted most mm -hmm. by the war on drugs to be included into their licensing program. Oh, nice. So Massachusetts is really the first state that has a social equity program included okay. in their licensing process. That's cool. I like um, that. Like in like California, um, in LA, um, there's di in, in, uh, in Oakland, there's different cities that came about and kind of okay. have their own program. But Massachusetts is really the first state okay. that actually has it part of their application process um, that they want some kind of social equity um, nice. to give those who have been living, either living in neighborhoods um, or you have something on your record, um, or someone in your family, they give them a kind of a leg up to kind of even the playing field a little yeah, bit. So yeah, and they need cool. that because they were very poorly affected by this war on drugs. So right, it's right. good that they have this program that's ingrained in the system so you can't take it away. Right, and then, like that. And then hopefully other states will kind of follow suit. Mm -hmm. um, definitely in, in Michigan, um, we should be able to have some kind of social equity program as well. Um, a, lot of above, um, a lot of people have been impacted disproportionately, right. um, whether you're low income, whether you're black, uh, um, whether you are Hispanic, um, there still should be some kind of program that includes us. Yeah. Um, and right now it's kind of up to the cities to kind of do that right. um, on their own, um, but hopefully we can eventually get a state program that yeah. will do that too. So Yeah, that'd be great. So that was an article by MJ Business Daily, and we're going to share that link in the notes too, right? Yep, yep, it should be in the comments by now. Um, thank you to our team for putting that in there. Uh, something I found that was really cool. Go ahead and pull up that map for us, if you will, Natalie. Um, there are already 77 municipalities that decided to opt out of the recreational marijuana sales. This comes from Laura. It's not a all-inclusive list, hmm. but it does have a lot of them. So what you'll see on the map is all of the green are the counties that have all of the municipalities so far are saying, okay, we're good. The red have at least one municipality that has opt out. Um, so Sanilac, which is right about in the, the thumb area, um, has the most at 15 municipalities have decided to opt out. Wow. Like 15. I was like, that's insane. Um, and also thank you DIYmaps.net for helping me create this map. No, that's, and, and that's, and that means if a lot more cities or municipalities opt out, it's just more, there's going to be limited access. Right. 
um, which will can cause some issues, mm -hmm. um, which we're kind of going to eventually get to kind of growing your own cannabis. Right. So you eventually don't have to um, worry about too much of an access issue. Um, however, there is something I, I believe within the law that allows um, there to be a ballot initiative. Right. Um, to where we can actually come together within your city um, to put it on the ballot to either vote f to opt in mm -hmm. or to opt out. Right. Um, and they, they did actually try to kill that yeah. section of the law within the last lame duck session. Okay. Um, which, in the lame duck session, that's, you know, politicians, some of them are on the way out. Um, right. And they kind of put up these these rules kind of the last minute. Um, and, and they actually tried to take out the home grow. I, I heard about shenanigans, that. Shenanigans, right? I heard that Just is shenanigans. straight shenanigans. That like, is. the voters said what we wanted to do, and then somehow some shenanigans wanted to kind of take it away. But luckily, that, that never happened. Right. Um, and the same thing happened with the ballot initiative. So even if your city has opted out mm -hmm. um, or your um, county, um, there's still hope. There's still hope. And you can still possess, consume. You can go buy it in other counties that have it available and bring it home with you. Right. So you can still have it. Um, just unfortunately, your municipality won't get any tax revenue from it. Right. Because that was part of the Prop 1 is 15% of the sales right. or of the tax revenue goes to that municipality. Right. So you opting out is you're taking that money away. You're right. just saying, I don't want that money. Exactly. And I think that's key that you just said is that um, even though that the county has opted out or the city mm -hmm. has opted out, you're still able to grow your own. Right. You're still able to consume on your own. And I think I think that's key as well. Yeah. So you still can do that. You just there's not gonna be retail location. Right, right. Uh, there's not gonna be processors, there's not gonna be growers mm -hmm. um, within your your city or your municipality. Municipality. <laughs> I yeah. like the word municipality. That's what they call it. Yeah. Right, I don't right, know right. I don't know if that's a city or not. So I but my advice is if you live in one of those municipalities that have that, move. Dang, <laughs> just straight up just go. Straight up move. <laughs> just get out leave. of there. Just leave. <laughs> okay, okay, that's what I okay. Would do. <laughs> or you could do a ballot initiative. <laughs> yeah, <you> guys, <laughs> or just leave. No, that's good. That's good. I like that. I like that. Just go ahead and leave. Just um, leave. <laughs> another study um, in the Detroit Free Press yeah. um, has said that pretty much, all right, so Michigan medical marijuana users are driving while high. And in that article, they talked about over 56%. Um, of medical medical users, whether mm -hmm. it's medical or adult use users, have admitted to driving um, while high. And that's only the ones that admitted it. Right. And, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, it's a very interesting topic because, I mean, anybody who has consumed cannabis, most likely, I mean, I've driven when I've right. been high before, you know, I admit. Um, I don't believe I was in, in, in danger to anyone on the road. Right. Um, I was able to kind of concentrate. I think I was I was pretty cool, um, but I know that it, it has been used as a fear tactic. Right. Yeah. Um, to knock down legalization, was that what about the roads? You know, what mm -hmm. about the drivers and stuff like that? And then it's kind of like, well, what about the people texting and driving? Right. I see so many people texting and driving. Like, yeah. I want to do something, but I don't know what I can do about it. Yeah. But I would prefer people be high and driving because then I can pass them. Yeah, and and, and and you know it's uh, it's <laughs> just gonna be driving slow. And just, just yeah, just get around, around him. But I mean, and and but I I kind of get the concern too. I mean, you won't say I get you the know you're driving with kids, mm -hmm. you know things like that. Um, I just I just don't think the fear they're trying to put in us is, is that as dangerous. Right. But it's still you have to be. It's just being responsible. Be responsible. Right? It's just being responsible. Whether you had a couple beers or whether you had a couple joints, mm -hmm. um, it's just you understanding your body. Um, and your ability to drive. Right. And if you think you can't do it, just don't get on the road, right? Right. Uber, right? Uber so, it. Yeah. Super cheap. Cool. But yeah, that's a very interesting thing. I think it's always going to come up. I think they're going to try to have 
roadside testing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, that's, it's, it's going to be tough, though, because how, how do you tell? Because everybody reacts to cannabis differently. Right. Which kind of gets into our main topic soon. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. So. But I think, yeah, I think they should focus more on distracted driving than driving while high. True that. Because I have almost been hit by more people texting and driving than anyone else on the road, and I guess I don't know if they're high or not, but I would prefer that they were. That's what's up. I like so. that. That's a good point. Good point. Um, Natalie is giving us the wrap-up the news uh, yeah. right now, so we're going to move on to our next segment. Yep. Um, so how does cannabis affect the body? Um, so how does our body take in cannabis? Whew. Man, this was... Uh, <laughs> Flashback. So again, we talk about different topics, whether right. it's business or science or um, politics, um, advocacy. So this one kind of falls beneath our science topic. Yeah. And this just took me back to biology class, learning about the, uh, the bodies and the systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the best way to understand how cannabis affects our body and how it works in our body is to understand the different systems in our body. Right. Um, and now if you can cue up the... Um, different 11 systems in the body, um, kind of going back to whether it's in high school that you learned it or, mm-hmm. or if you took biology in, uh, in college, I skipped that one. Um, Bless ho- your soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, I mean, we know about some of the common systems, right? right. Uh, you have the muscular system, mm-hmm. uh, you have the immune system, Yep. Um, and you have, go ahead, name me one more. I'm pulling up nervous my notes system. Here. Nervous system. Uh, endocrine. Yes, that's where the thyroid is. Yes, we talked about that. We have the uh, skeletal system. Yep. um, That deals with our bones. Um, We have the circulatory system Mm -hmm. um, that has to do with our heart and our blood. Um, And then we also have a nervous system. We have the reproductive system. So there's 11 systems that we have been traditionally learning um, and and seeing how they kind of work together. Right. Um, But in the late 1980s and early 1990s, there was a new system discovered. Um, so of those 11, now there's a 12th. Right. Um, and if you're a Seattle Seahawks fan, there's like the 12th man type thing. <laughs> you don't get that. Is that you're, a sports you're, thing? Okay, that's football. Okay. Oh, okay. okay I'm sorry. <laughs> curling? I don't know. Is it curling? Is there 11 people in curling? I don't know. Is that one on one? I don't know. Okay. Well, I don't have another analogy right now that's going to help There's five out. people in hockey. Okay. It's the sixth. <laughs> it's the sixth. No, it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. So it's the 12th. It's the 12th system in a body. And this 12th system is called the endocannabinoid system. Endocannabinoid system. Um, and if you like to cue up our endocannabinoid uh, graphic, graphic yep. picture, um, slide. Um, so this system right here, it's, it's kind of key to understand that it's a 12th system. And its responsibility, from my understanding, the key word is balance. That the yes. system is responsible for us being able to create balance in between all of our systems, mm-hmm. um, whether it's the um, nervous system, um, the immune system, um, the endocannabinoid system helps bring homeostasis. Um, right. In other words, for homeostasis, it brings balance. Um, so I think if anything you get from this whole main topic is understanding the endocannabinoid system is there to bring balance. Right. And I think to further understand the endocannabinoid system um, is to understand that there's really two types of cannabinoids, mm-hmm. okay? Um, we can take that graphic down, I'm gonna write on the board for a little bit. You have the, oh, <laughs> I can't really write when there's like <laughs> a little marker on there, right? You have the endocannabinoids, right? So we talked about the endocannabinoid system. Endo means within the body. Okay. So we naturally, what that means, we naturally produce, there's a system in our body, hardwired, to 
to naturally produce cannabinoids. Um, and those are endocannabinoids. And then there's also exogenous cannabinoids. Exogenous, yeah, I like that. almost like exotic. Yeah. Um, but those are really outside the body. Okay. So you have the endocannabinoids, and then you have the exogenous cannabinoids. Um, so we can actually help supplement our endocannabinoids okay. um, with exogenous cannabinoids. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. I'm following I, along. I'm following. Okay. No, because yeah. I'm not like a big a, science person. I never was good at science, but I, I'm, I'm listening. You know, and, and, it's, and, and it's and it's about camp. I mean, it's like, you know. I didn't pay too much any of this no. attention pretty much in high school, but now all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, I love it. Right. You, know, you put cannabis in there, I guess cannabis, cannabis makes Cannabis, I will pay attention if there's cannabis in <laughs> it. If this is how they taught better. me in high school, I would be all on board. So with the endocannabinoid systems, we produce endocannabinoids, but we also have cannabinoid receptors. Right. So in the late 1980s and early 1990s, we discovered cannabinoid receptors. Uh, we discovered two of them, mm -hmm. but there could be many more. Mm -hmm. um, so you saw on that graphic earlier that kind of described the endocannabinoid systems. There's little dots on it, right? Yep. And we have receptors all over the body, uh, primarily uh, within our nervous mm -hmm. system, um, but we have them near our reproductive system. Right. Um, we have them near our organs. Yep. Um, but I think the one key thing about the receptors is that we don't have any receptors near the brainstem. Oh, really? Which is okay. why... You ever, this is scientific here. Yeah. And it's like, you know, people, oh, you can't overdose on cannabis. No one's ever died from cannabis. People die more from peanut butter right. than I have died from cannabis. Um, and it's actually scientifically because there are no receptors near or on the brainstem which controls your heart rate. Okay. And your breathing. So because that there are no receptors there to for the cannabinoids to bind there, you can't really overdo it. Wow. Well, you can overdo it in the sense of being overconsumption. Right. Or you feel like you're too... Um, you have too much endocannabinoids, you want to call the police because you think that someone's yes. coming after you, something like that. That can happen. That's kind of over um, overconsumption. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's not going to take you to the point to where you're going to die. Right, you're not going to ever overdose on it. Right, and that's because there's no receptors near the brainstem. Okay. So I thought that was a pretty that's cool, cool. Pretty that's cool a, Yeah, fact. that's really interesting. Um, so furthermore about the endocannabinoid, bringing balance, uh, I guess some, some examples of that would be um, your body temperature. Mm -hmm. Right, yep. your body temperature is supposed to normally stay around ninety-eight degrees. Right, remember that from the uh, yeah ninety-eight point six. Uh, see, yeah, I remember the, uh, the music yes. group ninety-eight degrees. I was a big fan of them. Uh, that was back in the day, though. I listened yeah. to ninety-eight degrees. Do you still? Well, not still. Huh? But back then, I've heard right. of them. Probably got that Pandora station ninety-eight degrees. <laughs> it's all good. All good. Um, but when your body gets too hot, you know your body, your system starts to work to kind of bring it back to balance. Or right. if it gets too cold. Your systems start to work to kind of bring it back to balance. So um, that kind of brings that balance. Um, another thing about seizures, right? Okay. So um, with seizures, usually seizures happen uh, because there is an abundance of neuroactivity in the brain. Um, there's too much. It's kind of overload. You, you have more activity than you what your threshold is normally at. Okay. So what the cannabinoids do, if you were able to, to supplement yourself with cannabinoids, it helps bring that back to balance. And that's how it helps seizures. And that's how it helps seizures. And, and that became um, popularized or mainstream. Uh, I wonder if you've seen that CNN episode with Charlotte's Web. Uh -uh. Uh, Charlotte was a young girl who had seizures, and uh, she was taking tinctures. Um, and then um, she went from having hundreds of seizures 
uh, within weeks and, and even days to having like one or two a year. Yeah, and actually I haven't heard that story, but I've heard so many like that. Yeah. So many stories like that where they just have so many seizures and the families actually move from a state that it's not legal to right. one that is so they can treat their child. Right, and so it's, it's not like, you know, some voodoo that we're making it up. It's right. like, it's scientifically mm -hmm. because we have this endocannabinoid system and sometimes you could be deficient in cannabinoids. Right. So then therefore you need a, um, some more, a supplement um, of cannabinoids, which okay. we're, we're not, this is not the first uh, supplement we're taking. Usually, you know, we're, we take herbs, we take mm -hmm. echinacea. Um, okay. That, that is a supplement that helps the immune system. Um, so um, another thing would be um, pain. Um, yes. With pain, um, there is an imbalance between your nervous system and your immune system. Um, Crohn's, mm -hmm. um, there's an imbalance in between your immune system and your digestive system. Um, and that, in that, in that sense, your immune system is kind of thinking your digestive system is kind of like an enemy, and they're kind of fighting each other. Right. And supplementing yourself with some cannabinoids, um, therefore, helps out bring balance to that. So that's what really this endocannabinoid system brings balance to the body. Yes. And what you're saying with the exo exogenous exogenous. <laughs> it's not good. It's so, not good. what are these exogenous? Good. Great question. So, there's to understand the exogenous. Um, you have what I'm going to put on here after I finish erasing this for 10 minutes. Um, we have photocannabinoids. So we have different cannabinoids that are found from um, different plants, um, outside sources, but when it's found in plants, um, those are photocannabinoids. Okay. Right? So those photocannabinoids can help bind to our CB1, CB2 receptors, and they kind of work like a lock and key. Okay. Um, and that, on that graphic earlier with the endocannabinoid system, you saw some locks and keys. So you have these outside cannabinoids found within a plant. Um, those cannabinoids, and the two major cannabinoids in a plant you hear about is THC and mm -hmm. the CBD. CBD. Yeah. So, but there's over hundreds of different cannabinoids. Right. Right. Within the plant. Um, but those cannabinoids help bind with our receptors, and then that's how it all kind of works together. Okay. Um, and then those receptors help, it's kind of like a a bridge between like your your neural system and also your immune system or your nervous system and your digestive system, your neural system um, and your reproductive system. So yeah, so it, it all works together like an orchestra. Like an orchestra. Right? It's, it's just like everybody's working together, which is... I yeah. like that. <laughs> I like that. I was, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now with the plant, um, also to understand, you have cannabinoids in the plant. Uh, we got cannabinoids, there's terpenes, and you may not be able to see this on your sheet, but there's flavonoids. So cannabinoids, terpenes, and flavonoids, and we also have receptors for the terpenes. Okay. And the terpenes is really the aroma. Um, you get just terp that's why citrus smells like citrus, um, lemons and oranges, a lavender smells like lavender. Right. There's a terpene in there as well. And those are also have been therapeutic as well. Okay. Um, people have been um, using essential oils, um, from other fruits and vegetables as a therapeutic remedy for years, yeah, thousands of years. Right. Um, it's the same thing is happening also with photocannabinoids found within the plant. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that's where, that's why we can consume the marijuana and it helps us. Right, and, and, it's, and it's not, and I think the key point to take away from this is that it's not a unnatural substance. It is a very natural substance that's found within the body. Okay. Um, and we're helping supplement that substance that is there. So if we look at it as more of um, cannabis as a supplement, 
um, of cannabinoids, then that kind of helps us understand um, why we're taking it okay. as well. So it's not it's a scientific reason why this plant interacts with our body and how it affects our body. It's because we have an endocannabinoid system, um, and that system helps regulates and brings balance between all the other systems. Okay, cool. So pretty cool. So we're going to go ahead and switch over to our q and I'm going to pull out my laptop. I'm sure you guys have tons of questions for us, so um, we're here to answer them for you. We want to be a resource of helpful information, so we are going to hop on here and hopefully you guys have questions. Yeah. If all not, right. we're going to keep talking anyway. <laughs> cool. Keep so the going. first question I have is from Natalie. Thank you. You're a gem. Um, I would love to know more about cannabis, how cannabis helps with ADHD, and if it does, um, and if there's anything you would not recommend cannabis for. Um, ADHD. I believe, um, from my studies with ADHD, is that for that balance, there's a lot more activity. You're, you're more um, active, um, okay. and, and, and you want to keep moving, and there's a imbalance on that. And I believe the cannabinoids helps bring that down so you're calm, I would agree um, with that. Focused, um, and you kind of can get into that flow. So when you kind of have overload of activity, it helps bring it back down so you can kind of focus um, or calm. Um, so I think it's more, again, um, and this is being studied new and new and new. Mm -hmm. I don't even think they're teaching this in medical school. I don't think um, so, no. Yeah, because a lot of doctors don't even talk about the endocannabinoid system. Um, however, um, as it's being discovered, I think it's going to help out a lot with ADHD as a natural remedy right. um, and pain relief, a lot, of, a lot of different things, which is already doing. Uh, yeah, but from a I scientific know point of view. for pain relief it does. And on a personal level, like I have ADD and I know that certain strains of weed work the same as my Adderall does. Yeah, no, and I feel better taking the marijuana than the Adderall because it's such a stimulant and you don't eat on yeah. it. Um, you're like super dehydrated on it. And with the marijuana, I mean, you get hungry. So you eat fine, and I mean, cotton mouth makes you drink a lot. Yeah. So I feel like personally, I, I think that it does help. And, and I think it's key as we advance this industry that we're looking at the, the full chemical profile. Right. right. Uh, we talk about how this plant works within our body. We also have to understand if our system work together, if our systems in the body work together as an orchestra, um, also the plant works together as an orchestra. And between the cannabinoids, there's over a hundred of them. You know, for the terpenes, um, there's over 100 found terpenes um, that we have discovered, not just within the cannabis plant. And, I mean, flavonoids, I mean, we're still thinking that's over 100 plus as well. So when we're trying to, you know, when you're looking at cannabis and you're looking at, right now we're trying to isolate different compounds, um, it's like in the orchestra, you just take the violinist away. Okay, it's going to sound good, but the violinist is not going to be as profound Right. Um, as he or she would be with the whole orchestra. Right. So I think it's key to understand as you're looking at it for a, a medicinal or a therapeutic point of view to look at the whole plant as a whole and then understand and finding that, I know you use the word strand, um, I'm going to get technical, I'm going to say chemovar okay. uh, because technically you're looking at the different chemical compounds okay. within each plant. Um, but yeah, you know, that's getting kind of chemovars, right? Chemovars, Will we yeah. ever stop using the word strand and actually start saying chemovar? Yeah. That'd be cool. Chemovar. I yeah. like that. Because strands actually deal with bacteria. So chemovars have okay. to do with plants. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's a whole nother show right there. That's a whole nother show yeah, right yeah, there. We yeah, we get there. We get there. Any other questions? Um, how do topical marijuana products work? Do they work better than smoking for things like stiffness or joint pain? Good question. So topicals, um, they work because we also have receptors, not just within our body. We also have it on our skin. Okay. Um, so those, those um, cannabinoids 
uh, that are activated uh, within usually like olive oil, right? Mm -hmm. So you're taking cannabis <clears throat> and you mix it in with olive oil and you have to decarboxylate it. Okay. Um, that's usually taking it um, to above 200 degrees for about 30 minutes and that turns your TAC into TACA. Okay. Um, and then you can strain your oil and whatnot. When you apply that oil on your body, <clears throat> that active THC um, and other cannabinoids as well um, actually binds to the receptors on your skin. Um, and then that's how you can actually get pain relief. Oh, cool. So it can be. You can, like, localize it. Like, exactly. if you have a knee pain or, or something like exactly. that, you can rub it on. Exactly. And, oh, that's cool. You can actually target it. And it doesn't actually get into your bloodstream, which is why it's not psychoactive. Oh, okay. So, like, you can still pass a drug test. I'm not gonna. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. This is on TV. Okay. Here. But if you, but I've, I've, I have um, experimented and seen if, for example, you know, you can go pay for a drug test and see if it actually, and I, it never came up positive in my system. Okay. But I'm not gonna say that's for everybody. Right. Because um, you know, you can have a cut or something like that. And, yeah, and, and it can get in. And that can get in there. Um, and another, but transdermals work differently. So okay. topicals are different. Transdermal patches, they actually apply oh, okay. and they actually can get within your. Um, so it's like a nicotine stream. patch almost, right? Yes, but yes. much healthier. Yep. And then that's how you get um, the therapeutic effect. Okay. So I'm not going to say hi, but the therapeutic effect. Yeah. yeah. Great question. Thank you, John. Natalie, right. where are we at? We got to wrap this up too. Natalie, we're going too fast. Natalie's the best. <laughs> okay, cool. So thank you guys for those questions. Um, don't forget to message me and we will talk about topics that you want to hear about. Um, I appreciate you asking those questions. Um, and please, please message us and, and, yeah. and, and ask. Um, again, we kind of take our topic, we study it together for the for a week, yep. and we come here and we actually talk about it. So whether it's something to do with business, science, um, advocacy, news, um, anything. Anything that is interesting to you that you want to hear about. How to make butter, how to make oil, tinctures, yep. whatever it is. Um, We're going to cover it all. Get there, eventually get there. Yeah. And within 20 years, I promise. We'll get there. <laughs> I promise. Cool. Um, cool. So what's your token? Oh, all right. This is um, the token where we kind of give our advice about anything mm -hmm. uh, that we want to talk about. And um, my advice is, gonna, I guess, going back to social equity, um, going back to the, to the news, mm -hmm. um, to, to understand that if you're in the business, to understand that I think we have a moral um, and corporate responsibility to actually give back to the community, um, and particularly and help those who have been disproportionately affected right. by this war on drugs. And this war on drugs, again, we're gonna keep saying this over and over, was never about necessarily the drugs no. um, or the plant. It was more about who consumed them. Um, and at the end of the day, um, whether you're for legalization or not legalization, it comes down to really, this was a racist um, and greedy policy put into place, war. And if you support that war, I mean, it really comes down to, are you racist or not? Right. Um, to me. Um, I mean, rather, if you, if, you, if you support legalization, doesn't mean you support using it. Right. You know, um, for example, I, I support gay marriage, um, but I have friends that are gay, but it doesn't mean that, you know, I, I am gay myself. Right, right. Um, but, and I love all people, um, but, rather, but I, and I believe they should have that freedom of choice mm -hmm. um, as well. So, um, yeah, so this is about people having a freedom of choice, not your personal belief, whether you want to consume right. it or want to consume it. That's, that's a side issue. That's, that's rice and beans. But the main course right now um, is about do you support a racist law? Um, and then now, more importantly, since it did disproportionately affect people, how can we give some reparations? Right. Um, and, and, and that's more of, that's includes them in this whole economic opportunity mm -hmm. that we're talking about 
billion dollar industry, a ten billion dollar industry, just in Michigan. Right. Within the just next Michigan alone. within the next two to three years. So yeah. So I think it's important to kind of think about that social equity point. I like that. That's my token. I like that. That's a good token. Yeah, that's deep. Thank you. I like that. Thank you. Mine's a little more uh, surface level. No, no, no. <laughs> tokens are tokens. <laughs> so my token is if you like to smoke blunts like I do, I go home every day and I smoke a blunt. Um, I used to always to get my Swishers, uh, three for 99 cents, cut them open, you know, wrap up that, that blunt. Um, but I always felt like it would really, like it wasn't the marijuana, but it was the actual wrap that would make me sick because mm. I found out they still have tobacco and nicotine in them. Mm -hmm. So I hate tobacco like I and I hate nicotine like it really it really makes me sick wow. so I found out that there are wraps that you can have that are completely natural they don't have any tobacco or any nicotine in them yeah. so if you find that smoking blunts aren't as enjoyable as you would like them to be switch over to a wrap that's natural yes yes and uh, slim I think slim leaf is a brand okay and then there's a hemp uh, um, yeah there's high hemp high, yeah, yeah. Um, there's ones called juicy that are really nice, those come in a five pack. Um, there's <laughs> a lot. Go to Wild Bills and there's like literally a wall of them and they taste really good. No, that's what's up. And again, you want to be able to taste the actual yeah. plant. And, 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 and if you and want to taste the, the plant, do a joint, True. I think. Or like a bowl or something because the blunt really does have a flavor to it. No, and, and I, I guess another topic sooner or later, we're going to be about the, the connoisseurship on kind of uh, really how to get the palate to understand yes. the, the different flavors, the different tastes, um, and even like your smell. Like, how do you recognize cannabis just by the smell mm -hmm. without even worrying about, you know, some kind of random name that's actually right. on the bottle. So oh, that's a very good, very, very good. I like your token. Thank you. That's deep. Good Natural. tokens for today. I like that. I like, I like that. that. I like that. Cool. All right, cool. So we will see you guys next week. We're going to be talking about dosing. Yes. I think the next thing naturally is we talked about how cannabis is going to affect our body. Um, I think now is how to be responsible right. with, uh, with dosing yep. um, and what to do and what not to do um, so that you're not that guy at the party who just has to leave early. <laughs> yeah, or like the one passed out on the couch, not from drinking too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you're not a danger on the road, too. Yes. So that's what's Very up. true. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us again. You have to be 21 to smoke, consume, purchase, or do anything with marijuana. So don't forget. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you.